myself a man was and have a So Keep It Moving podcast, uh, we have a special guest, uh, Mr. Scoop in the building. Okay, Mr. Scoop, what did you say? I'm the king of clubs. <laughs> voice of clubs, isn't it? <laughs> voice of clubs. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be the voice of the club, man. I'm, I'm, I, I am lucky, man. I'm extremely lucky to be able to do this, man. Like, mm. Not many people can... Have the schedule I've had over the years. I, I was going for 25 years, 46 to 48 weeks a year, every year before the pandemic hit. And this is the first time that I've actually lived life in a house every day and sat. And it's, it's a different feeling for me, but I'm glad to be alive. And that's the way I look at it. Um, Absolutely. Scoop, is there a country that you haven't touched? Is there a city that you haven't been in? Oh, yeah, definitely. I've never been to Mexico. Really? Never. Nobody's ever called me for Cancun. Nobody's ever called me for any of those spots like that. Never been to Mexico one time, ever. That's wild uh, because that, that's that's party central right there. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I don't understand that. I, I'm still trying to figure out how I've never gone there. Um, I've never been to Fiji. I've never been to, like, French Polynesia. I've never been to Guam. Um, you know, some of those places like that I've never been to. But other than that, man, I've been, I've touched down everywhere on this on this map. I was actually going to go and get the, it's a map that you can get where you scratch off every place that you've been, just mm-hmm. so I can see where I've been on the map. And um, I'm looking forward to getting back to that. Like, if somebody said, you have to give me your finger to to be able to perform and go back to the way we were. I would be pointing at motherfuckers like this. Uh, I mean, <laughs> like I, I wouldn't be able to do this. I'd be pointing at motherfuckers like you know, hey, or I'd be pointing at them like this. Um, I I miss it. I miss it. Um, the monetary part is definitely hard, but I miss the I miss the feel. Oh, you love what you do. Yeah, you know, D-Nice was on my show last night and he emphasized something that's very important for everybody to understand. Loving what you do is the key thing. Um, People get up and they work eight hours a day because it's work. Because you don't like that shit. You're not doing something that you want to do. You're doing something you have to do. I get up every day at 4 a.m. If it's not four, it's five the latest. I'm up I'm up at 5 a.m. the latest every day, and I go to bed at like nine or ten o'clock. I love this shit. What mm-hmm. I do with my with my um with my Instagram live series and, and I'm on every day at eleven PM you guys time. Okay. I interview artists and celebrities and I do news and advice and stuff like that. And I work at least at least 15 hours a day on that. But I love it. It's not work because I love what I do. So you have to understand when when it, when it you, when you're punching the clock and you're doing it's 459.59 I'm getting out of here, that's work. Mm-hmm. When you're not doing it that's something you love. I mean, it shows every time you're in a club, no matter how many times you see Scoop in a club, the energy is always so high. It's like yeah. the first time you're in a club. Like, Scoop, this is the first time you're performing and you're excited to be there. 
you'll be in the middle of a club, like on the side of the no, back. No front. security. Yeah. He's like, you don't need security out. <laughs> Get the security out of here. You, you know, like, like, that to me is going to be the biggest challenge of the next phase of life. Mm. We're not going to have that interaction for a while. But, but it'll come back. Um, I, I enjoy doing it. And now that it's been taken from me, when it comes back, I have a renewed sense of love, a, a renewed sense of respect for what it is that I do. Because, you know, sometimes when you do it so much, mm. you love it, but you take it for granted. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Paris tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to uh, Istanbul tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going so and so. And you, you, you go to the club, you go, I mean, you go to the airport, you get off the plane, you go to sleep, and you go to the club. You go and, through the motion. And, 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 Huh? You go through the motion of just yeah. You go through the yeah. motion, even though you love it. Love even it. though you love it, you're going through the motions, and 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 I can be tired as hell, man. I could be worn out. I could be uh, sick. I could be anything. And when when I hear that crowd, when I hear people give it up. For fat man's when I walk into the venue and I hear the energy, I'm awake now. I'm awake. I'm up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm I'm, I'm (laughs) up, man. I'm up. I don't care how tired I am. I'm awake now because I'm ready to go. And that feeling is a beautiful feeling. Um, People say that drugs, that, that, that heroin or something like that is the most addictive drug. Nah, man. That crowd is the most addictive drug. And I miss it. Um, I've come to respect it way more than I did in the past, mm-hmm. and I'm going to carry that into any anything that I do going forward. But I love what I do, and I come every time to give it to you. And the reason that I do it that way is because every time I'm performing, that's a business call. Yeah. That's, that's right. a business call. That's right. So when I'm performing, there may be you know, there's times that I've been in the club and there was 50 people in the club. And, you know, it was a bad night for the promoter or whatever. I went in there, I gave them the business. I get a call six months later, yo, I saw you in that club with 50 people. You gave it to them, man. If you can give it to them with 50 people, you can give it to them with 7,000. And then I wind up getting the concert. So I look at every interaction as being a business. Yeah, that's so, when did you realize you have this gift of your voice of bringing people together, like on on a song and in the live element. When did okay. you read, when did you figure this out? Well, here's here's where it was. I was always a rapper. I used to be I used to be signed to Teddy Riley. As a as a seventeen year old kid, I was signed to Teddy Riley. Legendary. Um, I used to be a rapper in Harlem. Uh, the people in my crew included Raw Bass. Um, uh, Bismarck, he was with us a, a little bit. He used to run through that system, and Dougie Flesh and DJ Chilwell, but more importantly, DJ Chilwell was my mentor. So I was always a rapper. I rapped. I didn't mm-hmm. yell. I never knew anything about yell. Um, but I knew I knew a lot about crowd participation. Okay. And, and you know, I, because I grew up under du- uh, uh, Chilwell and Dougie Flesh, I knew a lot about crowd participation. And if you go back and look at some of my videos, I'm doing that in my videos. Like I'm, I'm hitting the crowd participation. I'm doing my thing. Um, so anyway, um, 
I never even knew I had a voice for yelling until the day that I went to make the record. I knew I knew how to do crowd participation, but I didn't know anything about yelling. That was inside of me for 25 years, 25 years before I even knew it was there. Mm. Because I used to, I was a radio uh, presenter, but I, w- I would go in the clubs and be like, hey, what's going on, y'all, Fat Man School? Let me hear you say, ho, oh, whatever. But it was never yelling. And the day that I, I, I knew how to do crowd participation. And the day that I heard the Crooklyn Clans is New York in the house right now, you don't hear DJ Cool yelling. You hear him saying, is New York in the house right now? So I went to uh, Riz and Sizz, the Crooklyn Clan, and I said, I want to do something like this. And Scissorhands said, well, yell something. I said, well, what do you want me to yell? And um, he said, yell hands up. And I was like, hands up? And Scissorhands went berserk. He mm. went fucking berserk. And he looked at DJ Riz and he said, we got our own fucking sampling machine. <laughs> that's, where I, that's, where, that's where I would say that I learned. The next day we went and we made hands up. The next day we went and we made hands up off the Buster Rhymes beat. Uh, the first time that I realized that I had it when it came to in the club, that was early, man. That was early because I used to be a performer. I performed at uh, events called Mike and Dave. And Mike and Dave was were like sort of like the um, the farm system or what you would call in England the the under 16 or, the, or whatever. Like, you oh, know, yeah. when... when, when uh, Everton or, or Chelsea or Crystal Palace or you know Liverpool or what, what, whatever Wimbledon have a have a, a a club they have like under 16s and under 12s that's like yeah. that's the training ground so the 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 guys that I was talking about Mike and Dave that was my training ground and we used to go and perform and back then there was no Instagram no Twitter no nothing the way that you got hot was you went around the different places and you performed and that's how you learned your craft. Mm-hmm. And I always knew because I was taught by Dougie Fresh and Chill Will that I knew how to perform. That was early, early in the game, man. That was when I was 14, 15. I knew it right then and there. Crazy. Scoot, where did the um, the inspiration to your name, where did that come from? Well, the name was, I was always school. My, I, I, my name, my real name is Isaac. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I used to like ice cream, and as a young child, six, seven years, six, seven months old, they said that that um, they would have to give me ice cream at one to, to make me shut up. That's the only thing that would make me shut up. And my uncle Jack, God bless the dead, my uncle Jack, he, you know, he would take me out to get ice cream. Mm. And one day, my uncle Jack named me Scoop, and and Scoop took off, and then. Scoop was like what my teachers would call me, what 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 my mother would call me. Nobody ever called me Isaac ever. Uh, you know, like I, I never remember anybody calling me Isaac. My teachers would call me Isaac. My yeah. friends would call me Isaac. And then the fat man just came in when I started rapping because I was a fat guy. So they were like, there goes the fat man. And it, originally it was the fat man scoop. It was the fat man scoop. Yeah. And then uh, uh, somewhere along the line, uh, after I left Tommy Boy and went to Hot 97, I because I had to change, you know, I had to be on the radio, so I changed my name from the Fat Man Scoop to Fat Man Scoop, and then there it is. Interesting. 
and there's only one fat man scoop. You know, like you, there's nobody Nothing come knows. before or gonna come after. <laughs> Just no, one out. God willing, God willing. Um, God willing. You know, I made my first song trying to copy DJ Cool, and when I tried to copy DJ Cool, it didn't work. It was the worst. It was the worst song that I've ever done in my life. I wish I had that song to know how far I've come. Mm, yeah. And because um, it was really embarrassing. But when I went and decided to do things my own way with the Crooklyn clan and have my own sound, that's when I took off. And that's the one thing that I implore everybody to do. Have your own thing, do it your own way. Listen, it takes a longer time for you to get to where you need to go. But when you get there, it's your shit. That's right. Like nobody can copy Erica Badu. Nobody can copy Drake. Nobody can copy uh, Andre 3000. Nobody can copy certain people. You you can try. Nobody can copy Jay-Z. You can sound like nobody it, but you're never going to be the le legit. No. You, you, uh, uh, nobody can copy uh, Slick Rick. Yeah. Uh, nobody can copy Rakim. Nobody can copy Kooji Rap. These are people that people don't sound like. You have to have your own sound. If somebody comes and says, oh, that's the guy that sounds like, you're the number two. You're the, yeah. you're, you're the, you're the second. You're the second cop. True. Always think, and, and listen, it may take a long time for you to get your sound or get your voice or get your wings, but go for that. Because once you have your own thing, nobody can stop. Yeah. And with you, Scoop, it's like, you're the type, you're a very accessible kind of person. When you meet you or when you see you perform or when you see you on TV or radio or whatever, you just seem like a person that's very, you gravitate towards too. Is that something that you've always known that you have this energy that people can feel like they can come and talk to you and feel like you're just a regular guy just trying to make people feel good. Yep. I think that's what you do. Always been me, man. Um, again, I'm going to go to my interview with D-Nice last night on my Instagram live. Cheap shameless plug. Every now night, you, uh, 11 p.m. for you guys. <laughs> Every night, 11 p.m. for you guys, I, I do an interview and celebrity uh, news and advice and stuff. D-Nice, it was a very... Uh, it was a very emotional interview for, for me because I realized that D-Nice is just like me. Um, always talks to people. Uh, you know, treat the janitor the way you treat the, the CEO of the company. Mm. Um, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. It don't cost a cent to fucking be nice. It, yeah. it doesn't cost a cent to talk to people. It doesn't cost a cent to to interact with people um i don't look at people and i don't do things because people are hot so of course you guys are my friends but i don't do this because i because you're hot or 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 mm -hmm. or, or you got a certain amount of followers i don't care if you got three followers you're my friend and i do it and, yeah. and that's it yeah, um there are some people that the whole thing they do, they do everything for a look. They do everything because somebody's hot. That you know, and they're fake. They're fake as hell. That's why I don't really deal with the industry a lot. I go and do my business, and I do what I have to do. But people that I call my own friends, very, very, very small amount of people. Mm. I've always been that person. I'll never change. You know how in the fuck. Can you be in the music business? How can you be in the people business and don't fuck with people? people yeah. <laughs> how can so you true. be in the people business and not fuck with people? I don't understand how 
Someone who dreamed and prayed to be successful and be a person that people would want to come to see and, you know, millions of people would admire. When you get to that point, you, you don't want to be around people. Unless it's a safety issue where, you know, like somebody's trying to, you know, this person's so big, he's got weirdos and people that are trying to kill him. I understand that. But, but you got into this business to affect people. How do you not want to be around? How do you walk into the VIP and you want to you wanna sit in the club in the dark with nobody around you and listen to music? You can do that shit in your house with the computer and cut the lights off. Yeah, I think a lot, a lot, of, a lot of artists in general, you know, some of them are kind of they're dealing with some social anxiety or some have some mental issues, and then some are just like have all these yes men around them telling them, yeah. oh yeah, 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 whatever you want, yeah, cool. But there's nobody really telling them like, Yo, like this is not how you should be doing things. Right, hold on one second. A phone call. <clears throat> we'll just edit this part. Yeah, cool. Okay, hold on. I, I, uh, somebody, I, I had somebody that's uh, that's um. Apologize. I apologize. Oh, good. I gotta You're get back to you guys. Where are you guys? Zoom, 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 zoom. Where home? Where zoom? Where zoom? Where zoom? Where zoom? Where zoom? Where zoom? Zoom, zoom, where's Zoom? Did you pause it? Huh. Where did I go? Where did you go? <laughs> we can hear you, but we can't yeah, see you. Okay, hold on. Let me find it. Let me let me find it. Okay, there we go. Hold on. There we go. Okay, good. good. So, yeah. so, so go back and repeat that question. I mean, you've answered it. You, you know, I, I would just add in that... Um, I think there's there's two types of eyes. There's eyes that have a yes men around them all the time. Hold on, we gotta. Hold on, we gotta. Okay, hold on. Let me see if I because I can, I gotta turn it. I can't hear. Oh, you can't hear. Can you? I can hear. Okay, now I can hear you. Go ahead. Go ahead, yeah. shoot. Yeah, like you were saying, you were saying, you know, I don't get it. We're in the we're in the people business. Why aren't we reaching out to the people when we're in doing shows and interacting? And I think there's some types of eyes that you know have yes men around them that listen to everything they tell them to do and they don't advise them like, hey, mm. you should be accessible. And, you know, I start leaving a good impression in these venues and in these concerts. They're the ones that always have that forever love. Like people always like listen to the music and follow their careers right till the end. And I think the artists that, you know, like we, you know, as you know, we're our business, we work with so many different types of artists. There's artists that just won't even handshake, won't mm. take a picture. And we're just like, Yo, it's not gonna hurt you. Anything's yeah. gonna give you more like love. But whatever they're dealing with, maybe some some mental issues going on, the anxiety, whatever. But um, everyone's different, man. And and I think with you, Scoop, like the reason I think we've had to talk about this all the time. The, I think one of the biggest reasons, outside of your talent and ability to get people together, is how you interact with not only the person that you're doing the business with but everybody from yeah, top to bottom from top to bottom yeah yeah and the way you are with people i think that's why it's kept you in the business and that's why people generally when you make a call or you email or you text people want to respond and want to help mm. and want to work and you've just been consistently good at that and i feel like that 
a lot of aspiring artists and established artists need to take that model on. And I think mm-hmm. that can change the game. And there's artists that do the same as well. I think the the key to my success is this. Okay, here's a guy who has made, hold on, let's see. Be faithful. It's like that Mariah Carey, lose control, drop, and what other video did I have that, um, four videos, mm-hmm. four real legitimate commercial videos, but it's been working 26 years. Yeah. How, does, how, does, how does that happen? And it would have come on, not working 26 years like, you know, you work one, one day a month and then you gotta go be a truck driver and you get to Saturday. This is every week. 26 years for 46 to 48 weeks of the year. So 48, 49, 50, 51, 52. Anywhere between, I I may have four weekends off a year. Four. How do you do that? Number one, and everything you said is my keys to success. I treat the man who's bringing the fucking crisps to the table the way I treat the man who is writing the check, okay? The club owner to the man who is mopping the floor, the janitor, gets the same love from me. Number two, I try to be the best value in my price group. Okay. Number three, I don't bring a lot of people with me when I come to I usually very, very important. My, that one is very important. I, I usually come <laughs> by myself with my road manager. Number four, when I come to your town, I, you pick me up or whatever, and I, I go to the, I, I tell you to take me to the supermarket. I get what I need to get, and you don't see me again till the show. Yeah. And then you drop me off in the morning. I do like luxury, I do like shit, but I've been picked up in everything from a uh, a, a, a mini to a Rolls Royce. Patrick turned up in the mini once. That, that wasn't me, that wasn't me, man. No, but I, I, you know, it's, it's happened. Somebody's come and got me in a mini and said, this is what I have, all right, no problem. I've been in, I've been in the Motel 6, and I've been in the presidential suite in, in, in fucking, uh, in, in Dubai, you know, like I, I've seen it all. I've been through it. I've, I've been in hotels where I didn't want to sleep because I thought that something was going to bite me. And then I've been in, I've been in presidential suites with fourteen rooms. I'm like, how the hell am I going to sleep? Like I one, I, <laughs> it was a four day, a four day uh, thing that I was doing in Dubai. One day I slept in this room. One day I slept in this room. One day, so so, you know, I've seen it all, and. I don't let anything hurt me. Long as the check is there, I really don't care. Now I, now, I have to have a certain level of how I want things to be, but there's been times that it hasn't been like that, and I grin and bear it, and, and those are my keys to success. Mm. So, so, Major keys. So, Scoop, so obviously you're, you've been on the road a lot, but 
I want to know what, like, if have you ever been in any bad situations and, and also how did you resolve them? Like, <coughs> different situations. And we can get we can get as like deep as possible. Deep as you are. <laughs> I'll mention no names. <laughs> I was I won't mention names, but I happened to be in Angola one time. Okay. And okay. in Angola, there was a promoter, and this promoter was very, very, very powerful. Hmm. Um, when we got to Angola, he was so powerful that he took our passports and he was like, You don't even have to go through customs, he just walked through customs. We didn't, there was, because there was a long line for customs, just walked up. And um, I was there for two or three days. The first day we were there, something happened in the middle of the street. And the police officer came up and he was arguing with this guy. And the guy got out the car and literally smacked the shit out of him. I said, well, whoa, whoa, you know, because I'm from America. I'm like, you know, like, you see what happens over here. You see, you see what happens. I'm, oh, the fight's, yo, I got this. Oh, shit. Anyway, I'm supposed to perform that night. And I, you know, I come out for the sound check, and the guy's like, uh, don't worry about it. We'll do it tomorrow. Now, I got paid a ridiculous amount of money for this show. Like, Money that I rarely would get. Like, I mean, I, I, this particular show was a six-figure show. So I said, wait a moment, you want to do it tomorrow? I said, yeah, I want to do it tomorrow. I said, but bro, we were supposed to do shit. What are you talking about? So I had I had four more days to play with. So I was like, all right, fine, man. You want to do it tomorrow? So that, so the next day, I wake up in the morning and I'm asking for my for my passport. I'm like, yo, man, where's my passport, bro? Because y'all didn't have my passport for like 18 hours. Yo, yo, we'll get to it. So I'm like, yo, where is my passport? <laughs> so at the end of that night, that's day two. No show. Where's my passport, bro? Where the fuck is my passport? Oh, we'll get it to you. We're just processing it or whatever. So I'm in the lobby of the hotel. And there's a white guy that comes up to me. He's like, hey, man, how you feeling? What's going on? Fat man scoop, how you doing? I said, what's going on? He said, um, what are you doing out here? Sir? I said, oh, I'm out here doing a show. He said, with, uh, with so-and-so? I said, yeah. He said, oh, man. He said, yo, this dude is known for kidnapping people. Oh, shit. I said, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm scared to death. He said, yo, man, he's known for holding artists and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, so now I'm nervous, right? So now, me and my role manager are talking. We in the lobby talking like, yo, man, this shit is crazy. But my role manager is talking shit. He's like, yo, fuck this motherfucker. I'll fuck him up. Blah, 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 blah. So now keep in mind, there's a bunch of people sitting in the lobby. He's talking. I say, yo, man, shut up, man. As he does that, the phone, somebody's phone rings in the lobby. And the guy that the phone rings, he passes it to me and he says, this is for you. And it's the promoter. So this guy's got people all around. Mm. So I'm like, oh, shit, man, whatever. He said, listen, don't worry. He said, I'm coming over to see you in a little while. He came over and he gave me, he gave me $10,000 in cash. This is a guy that I had never seen I never saw anything like this except for Floyd Mayweather. He had a bag, and in that bag, he had 
Kwanzaa, which was the local uh, currency. He had euro, he had dollars. He, he must have had a million dollars in it, literally a million dollars in that bag. And he was just like, oh, listen, I'm sorry for the problem. Here's $10,000. So now I go back to my room. I'm like, I got 10 grand. Okay. All right. So that, 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 that lowers my anxiety. The next day, I'm waiting. Now, now I'm really fucking anxious. And I'm like, I'm like, well, what's going on? I see the white guy again. He said, yo, the guy's known for, you know, keeping people against their will. If you feel nervous, call the U.S. Embassy. This is the number. Tell them what's going on. Have you done the show at this point? No. No, this is day three now. So you just got 10 racks, no passport. I got 10 no racks, hotel. no passport. So I call the dude back. Now I'm complaining. I'm like, yo, bro, you didn't have my, my, my passport for two days. What the fuck? One of his people come back with another 20 stacks. <laughs> They're buying you, man. With, with another 20 stacks. So now I got 30,000. Now I got 30,000. Is this so plus the fee that they paid you already? Plus the fee. Now I'm uh, at 30,000 plus they the just, fee. They just bought your passport. <laughs> right. So now, so now but, I'm, but I'm nervous now. So now day four comes. And, and... I'm feeling uncomfortable. I call the U.S. Embassy, and I'm like, listen, hi, how are you? My name is Isaac Freeman. Uh, I'm down here, so-and-so-and-so-and-so-and-so. So the Marine on the other side of the phone says, is this Fat Man School? I said, you fucking right, it's Fat Man School. Fat Man School. He's like, I need my performance. Right, so I start singing songs to him. I said, yo, man, I don't feel right. He said, listen, I know who the guy is. We know this. We deal with him on a regular basis. If bad comes to worse, we'll come and get you. And so now I'm in the day five. So now later on that night, he comes back again. He says, listen, the show's going to be tomorrow. Here's another 10,000. So now I'm at 40,000. If Patrick right? was there, he'll stay. <laughs> he'll stay. He'll no, you wouldn't. No, listen. Listen, I'm going to tell you, you would not want to stay. This is not something that, this is not, because you have the money, but you can't leave. Yeah, yeah, of course. You're in prison. It's, ho it's Hotel California. You're in, but you can't leave. You can have $300,000, but if you can't leave, if you're held against your will, it means nothing. Yeah, of course. You can have $300,000, so now I got 40 stacks. So Akon flies in that day to do the show. So I, okay. I, I say, yo, Khan, listen, Khan. I cannot get, he won't let me out of here. He won't give me my passport. Bro, if he don't give me my passport, I need to get on that plane with you, man. It's me and my road manager. I need to get you get on that plane. You can drop me off wherever the fuck you want. So Khan is used to, he's African, so he's used to mm -hmm. dealing with this. Yeah, I, I don't worry about it. I got it. Whatever. Then we go, we do the show. I So now I got 40000 plus what I got paid. So now I'm like, all right, what do you guys want me to do? You want me to do, I'll do it. You know, because my show is usually 30 minutes. So I was like, I'll do an hour. Tell me what you want me to do. He's like, no, no. We just want you to do one song and we want you to do this part of the song. So. No, the whole he, song. Just that. No. He wanted me to do up to engine, engine number nine. <laughs> okay, fine. So I go out there and I do up to engine, engine number nine, and when I say, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, somebody jumps on my fucking back. 
So I got somebody who's jumping on my fucking back. Who the fuck is this? So I turn around and it's Akon on my back. And Akon starts singing Smack That. So, so once Akon starts singing Smack That, we, we, you know, I do that one minute and 30 seconds of the song and I leave. Akon's like, look, I'm leaving at two o'clock in the morning. I mean, I'm leaving at two o'clock in the afternoon. If you need to get on a flight, get on it. My flight was at 7 a.m. I got to the airport at 7 a.m. They had no computers. They had to write the tickets down on paper. What year was this? This was 2014, something okay. like that. And and I'm so I'm they're like, yo, we can't find your ticket. I said, no, 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 y'all can't do this to me. Like now I'm going crazy, right? So so they finally find my ticket. They find me and my my role manager's ticket. We go through the customs now, right? So now here is where if they find the 40,000 on me, they're going to take the 40,000 back, right? But at the time, I was about 325 pounds. And my stomach, I had, my stomach went over my pants. So I, I had under, I had a big, a big gut. I took the money and I put it under my stomach where under my stomach, where my where my like where where my thing was under my stomach, like a little pouch. And I'm walking through, and they're searching me because I think they're looking for this forty thousand dollars, but they can't find it. It's under my stomach. But now I'm sweating so much that the money's starting to fucking slip. <laughs> So now I'm walking through, I'm walking through, they finally let me go, they can't find the money. As I'm walking through, I got sweatpants on, 10,000 falls down my sweatpants and it's it's being held in my sweatpants because I had elastic. So I said, I got to go to the bathroom, I got to go to the bathroom. They don't find it, I get on the plane. I get on the plane and I take off. I've never slept that comfortably in my life ever. If you've ever seen the movie, it's called Argo. Go watch the movie Argo. Have you ever seen the movie Argo about the Iran the guy who got the Iranian hostages out? No. Go watch that movie. At the end, they finally realized that the guy was an American getting the Americans out, that they weren't who they they weren't a Canadian, whatever, they were a bunch of Americans. So they realized this now, and they have to go and get them before the plane takes off. But the plane, they running after them like, get come back, come back. They're trying to shoot at the plane, but the they couldn't get them in time. So the plane is going like this. The plane is taking off. And and Everybody is just sitting on the plane like, because they know that if they don't get out of Iranian airspace, they're going to be killed. And they go like this. And then five minutes later, the people are like, you have now entered, you have now left Iranian airspace. And they all go. That's how you felt. And that's how I felt. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. $40,000 plus. So I made $140,000 for that. Actually, like 160. Would you go back? No. <laughs> Even if Acorn went with you, like, let's go, no. bro. Go together. We'll perform together. I'm good. Yeah, nah, that's, that's fair enough. Money's not the important thing here. 
So, uh, <clears throat> so Scoop, um, just another quick question. Um, so I, I think there was a song that I heard. I mean, or, I mean, maybe you showed me last time or you told me about it, but it was, I believe it was Isaac Freeman singing. Yes. Are we going to be hearing any vibes like that? Because I, I actually really was digging that man and thought it was like a, it was a, the new side to you. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. I don't really talk about it, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm I'm gonna be Isaac Freeman. Like, you know, um, okay. the guy who's singing is the guy who is, the guy who's singing is the guy who's fucking now, I mean, the guy who is yelling is the guy who's singing. Okay. And Sean Paul was good enough to hop on that record with me, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna make that something. And then I have a couple of, a couple other records that I can carry a tune on. And it's just really just to be fun, just to get into another musical side of, of who you are mm-hmm. and, and, and explore shit. Everything doesn't have to be the same. You know, That's I right. yell on records all day. Like, I just want to try something different. So, yeah, Isaac Finn III should be coming out, God willing, soon. And I actually got one offer to to do, like, an EP singer. So I'm, I'm exploring right. it now, actually. Interesting. I'm a company in England. I can't talk about it yet, but... They they are they they're interested in seeing what I can do with. Sick. Uh, we're really looking forward to hearing it. Mm. Something that I was mentioned to Patrick the other day was like Miss Lauren Hill's video, uh, "Killing Me Softly." Mm-hmm. You did a cameo in there. Yes, I did. That's probably the first time I saw you, and I was like, "Yo, this guy, who's this guy? Like, why is he in the video? What's the deal? How did that all come together?" Well, at that's that a time, legendary, legendary song, a legendary mm, video. So mm. that's why I'm asking. At that time, everything, every video was being shot in New York. I was smart enough to know at the time, if you are in the videos, you become a national figure. Mm. So I was just adding that to the resume of being a record presenter. So I was whoring myself out. Any video that I could get in, if I heard there was a video being shot, I was in it. Then I would get with the directors and I would be like, yo, man, when there's something, there's a part in the video, like, let me know. And every video I could get in, I would get it. And they called me for the Fuji's and I was like, yo, I'll come down and do it. They were like, what do you want to do? I, I, what do you what what do you have for me? I they have you giving people popcorn. I don't give a fuck. Just get me in there. And <laughs> I was smart enough to know that that was the way that I could build my brand a little bit. And sure enough, every day I was on BET, every day I was on all these channels, probably some in the UK, and my face was seen everywhere. People were like, who the hell is this guy? So it was just about doing that. Well, another good friend of mine, Damon John, who I interviewed on my show, another cheap shameless plug, every night, 6 p.m., oh, uh, 11 let's, p.m. Let's go, let's go. Every night, 11 p.m. You can sponsor us. Yeah, cheap, cheap, shameless plug. Um, Damon John had a company called FUBU. And Damon John was coming up. FUBU wasn't known. It wasn't big. It wasn't the powerhouse that it became. And he used to sell, he used to make shirts and hats. And he would give me the shirts and I would wear them in the video and he would take them off and take them to the next video. So he had the idea of doing that very early too. I had the idea of 
He put my face in all the videos and he had the idea of putting his clothes in. It's just marketing, man. It's marketing one-on-one. It's how it's how to how to get you an audience any way you can. And did you on that set, is there any is there any stories you could tell us about you, Miss Lauren Hill? Like what was the vibe like with Wycliffe and everybody? Like cause that video was such a game changer. I, I never even I, I might have saw Lauren like I might have saw her, like when she was coming in or something because I wasn't in the I wasn't in the video where they were eating popcorn and stuff. Right, right, right. I wasn't in that part of it. I was the one serving the popcorn. So right. I think I was there earlier in the day, and I believe that you know I saw Wyclef, uh, uh Lauren and Proz, but it wasn't anything like that. Like it, you know, I did my part, and then you I came left. to your work and you left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get. Yeah, I did my work and then I left. But you know, I. You know, through the years I've seen Lauren, Lauren's a very enigmatic figure. She, you know, Wyclef, I see Wyclef, I talk to him in the airport, ah, but you, you know, you rarely hear much from Lauren Hill. And um, every interaction I've had with her has been amazing, but she doesn't, you know, she does what she has to do as she leaves. Mm -hmm. She's very much on that. Yeah. So, um, Scoop, before we uh, wrap it up, just want to say um, thank you again. Um, no and just one more thing is, is there anything in the pipeline that we can um, be excited, look forward to? And what, and um, what the future... Yeah, go on. Yeah. And what, what does the future hold, you think, now? Like, from a performing element for you, like, what do you think is going to happen moving forward in next year? Okay. Awesome. So here's where, here's where I'm at with it. I keep saying this... I keep saying this, so I'm not, I don't want to put the words in my mouth because the words create energy, but I have to be honest. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to have clubs. I think we're going to have dancing. I think everything's going to be okay, but we're not going to get back to a sense of normalcy until probably March, 2021 or April. Okay. With that being said, I have now pivoted and I am getting into different lines of, of work. For many years, I was a, a, a radio presenter. So what I did was I took that skill and I, and I took it to Instagram. And again, every night at 6 p.m., I do my version of what my radio show would would be you know celebrity news uh 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 advice all those kinds of things i do i do that you did an amazing interview with dmx thank you thank you yeah you know, that, that went that went viral as well about <laughs> yeah. banks what was that all about like, well, like i'll tell you i'll I tell you so let me I, I'm, I'm gonna finish up what i'm doing yeah, and then sorry. i'll tell you what happened so i'm taking that and i'm i'm moving forward with that Right before the pandemic hit, I came to England to do the, 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 the blast off tour. I got this background put in right before I left. It looks messed up now because it fell. The guy who put it up, it messed up. The, the, the glue came down, but it fell. I got this made right before the pandemic came. Right before. And I said, when I come back home, I'm going to start working on my Instagram live show. And sure enough, this forced me into doing it. Mm. Uh, my goal is to become a radio presenter in the next 
six months. Okay. Um, I have friends at Westside Radio. Um, and as you know, that's a very small outlet, but I love them over there. I'll probably, I'll probably do some presenting starting in the next couple of weeks. And I hope that between that and me being able to give them interviews, that I will be picked up by someone, whether it's a Capital or a or a BBC or one extra or whatever. Um, does that does that mean you're going to be coming to live in uh, into London or the UK? I mean, look at it, Patrick. I live there anyway. That's true, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, since the last twenty four years, yeah. half of the week I live in in America and half the week I live overseas. Mm. What's the difference? Yeah, true. I, I, I come every week. My my life is, is Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, America. Yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, out uh, the UK or some somewhere around the world. But my base is in the UK. Yeah. My booking agency is in the UK. My business is in the UK. Everything's in the UK. If they told me to move today, I'd be able to move. Yeah. All, all, all London is is New York with rain, which I you know I love the rain. <laughs> so anyway, um, I've been really busting my butt to get interviews for my IG live series, and I went to get DMX. And DMX I got because he had done something online where he was preaching, mm, and it, and he was preaching the word of God, and it really resonated with me. And I called um, X's uh, guys, I called D from Rough Riders. And I said, yo, bro, I need you. And he said, yo, don't worry about it. We'll hook you up with X and we'll, we'll get X to you. And if anybody he doesn't knows... Do, he doesn't do interviews. Right. X is not out there like that. Right. So if anybody knows... If anybody knows DMX, if anybody knows how DMX is, he does not do interviews. He does not like to talk. He doesn't converse with people. And if you do, if you happen to get a DMX interview, there's two ways it's going to go. <laughs> it's either going to be where he rocks with you or he's going to be like, so there's a jump. And that's how I feel. And that's the way it is. Next question. <laughs> you know, it's either going to be he 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 loves you and he fucks with you or it's going to be because I said that. That's what it is. It is what it is. Next question. So, first of all, you have to get DMX to do it. And DMX does, you know, he'll either blow you off. I've seen huge outlets where DMX was supposed to do it for a huge outlet, blew him off. But I put my faith in God. I say, yo, man, X is going to come. X is going to come. And I just followed up. And the day he was supposed to come, I just called. I called his manager and said, okay, we're going to be with X in a minute. And it happened. And X came on and he talked about the microchip. He talked about God. He talked about coronavirus. He talked about everything. And he wound up saying something about Lloyd Banks that actually went viral. And um, for that, I, you know, he didn't do it. He didn't do it on purpose, but I have to thank him because that put my show on the radar of many a person. And, um, I was thankful. I was thankful for that. And that begat Snoop Dogg. And Snoop Dogg said some things that were viral that people picked up. And and as I continue to do this every day and I have more viral moments, I believe that someone we, will come to me. You know, yeah, it, it may will. take some time, but someone will come to me. Scoop, 
your energy, your work ethic, your integrity is it's gonna reward you, man. It's rewarded you for so long. You'll keep rewarding yes. you. You're doing great things with your show. We really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, man, definitely. Give us time. And really, you know, you're our first like public figure that we, we're putting on our podcast. So this is a this is great. This is groundbreaking stuff. And you shared some really good in, in, insightful stories. So um all the best with everything, and I'm sure we'll see you very soon in, in one of these nightclubs we book you at. Thank yep. you, thank you very much. And you guys, you guys should have no problem getting anyone because you guys have booked so many people. And listen, people at home, what are you doing? You ain't doing <laughs> shit. You ain't doing like, That's we, right. Let's go, man. Let's pick up the phone. Let's go. Let's go. So, <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. For me, for me, I understood early in in the coronavirus outbreak that everyone was at home. Mm. So right. you, 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 you're at home. There's no excuse, really, man. That's what no, we said. No. That's what we did it. We were like, yo, what the fuck are we going to do now? Like, Listen, let's, let's be productive. If you don't if you do not do it, you just don't fuck with me right now. Mm. Mm. True. That's really And true. another thing I want everybody to understand is that anything that you do, even though you love it, and God willing, you can do something you love, find something you love, create a business you love, do something you love. It's still, it's work and you love it, but you still got to work. That's you right. can't just get on your knees and pray. It has to be a combination of putting of putting faith in the Lord and then getting out there and doing the work. Man, I call people all fucking day. <laughs> I beg them all day. I'll give you a good example. When I first came on to start doing this, I didn't have anybody. My first guest was a guy from the TV show Ballers. And I just started to build from there. I started to build and build and build and build from there. Mm. And in the beginning, I was asking certain people to be on the show. And they were like, nah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. But as I started building people, and as I started working, and then the viral moments started happening. You know, the, the DMX went viral, DMX, and then the yeah. Snoop went viral. And then, you know, as that started happening, people said, okay, and then I would send them the list. And first the list was 15 people. You know, it was Missy Elliott, Teddy Riley, Charlemagne the God, uh, Stephen A. Smith from ESPN, which is a big sports outlet, okay, like yeah, the equivalent of your sky. Um, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, Ja Rule. Ja Rule was the first major artist that I had ever had on. And he took the opportunity. But these people fuck with you, though, school. Yeah, these yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. but there's a, listen, there's a difference. There's a difference in the music industry. People will fuck with you, but if you're not hot or there's no need to fuck with you, they'll like you, but they won't step out for you. So I started with, again, you have to start with the people that you can get and work your way up from there. Listen, there are huge people that I'm on, that I'm in communication with now. They don't answer me back. I text them. I do favors for them. They don't answer me back. Mm. But as they see more and more people coming, they'll answer me back. Consistency, right. man. Yeah. They're gonna see it. People gonna Consistency. buy. Consistency. Yeah. You know, it took me. It took me a month to get Timberland to to do this. It took me three weeks to get Swiss Beats to come on my show. But once I got Swiss Beats on, I said, yo, come on, man. Come on, Tim. Cut it out, man. Let's come go. on, man. That's right. Yeah. 
That's Come on now, bro. And then he said to me, all right, man, uh, uh, we can do this. We're not this Monday. We can do it the next Monday. So every every day, 6 p.m., IG Live, and uh, what's your, uh, at Fat Man Scoop? Yes, every day, 11 p.m. Okay. For, for, for the UK. For the GMT UK. time. 11 p.m. for the UK. Uh, Instagram Live, at Fat Man Scoop. So, so you have to understand, even though I know these people, even though I have con- their contact, even though I'm in relationship with them, I still have to work. It's a process. Some days I, I get discouraged. Some days I get down. Some days I'm like, well, what the hell am I doing this for? Some days people don't call me back. And then that one day when I got my head down, LL Cool J called. Wow. The one day when I got my head down, someone big will call me. Chuck D will call me. You know, Chuck D will say, yo, man, I'll do it. Because right now, Chuck D is huge in the community because this is a black issue that's going mm-hmm. on. So to hear his voice is is hearing that he's he has now had a reemergence. So 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 the only thing I can say to you guys is keep working, keep working. You know, I'll leave you on this note. At the when I did the blast off tour, I had eighty thousand followers. No eighty. 86,000, 85,000 followers. I was asking people on every on every stop of the tour to follow me. So I got about a thousand people a night. So I wound up at about 87,000. When I came home to do Instagram Live, I started pretty much on March 16, March 21st. In that time, I went from 87,000 to 113,000. So that's 87, 97, 07, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. That's 36,000 followers in less than nine weeks. Mm. I put the work in. When you put the work in, it's going to take some time, but the results results. will come. End of story. Thank you for to end the podcast, man. Thank Appreciate you, man. Appreciate the time, Scoop. Stay, love. stay healthy, and we'll be in touch, bro. I'll catch you guys later. Be safe. Keep it moving. Keep it moving.